0: when you wish upon a star.
1: Makes no difference who you are.
0: Once upon a time, I fell in love with magic.
1: And once upon a time, I fell in love with movies.
0: And one day, we fell in love with each other.
1: From family movie nights to family vacations, we
0: believe everyone needs a bit of magic in their life.
1: So we decided to watch through the entire Disney animated canon.
0: And mix in some other magical movies along the way, like Harry Potter, Pixar, and some other family favorites.
1: Each episode, we'll talk about the movies in the order they came out and talk about what makes them so magical
0: including how you can experience the movie's magic on your next vacation.
1: And we'd love to have you along for the ride. I'm Krista. And I'm Jonathan.
0: And this is the Magical Movie Marathon. Today we are going to be talking about Pinocchio. This is the second movie in the Disney animated canon, and it is a special one.
1: Yeah, it definitely is. So we're going to kick off like we always do with a little bit of trivia about Pinocchio, which was fun to look into because I hadn't really ever read that much behind the movie and some of the stuff that makes it unique. So, So to start things off, Walt Disney's favorite character in the movie was Figaro the cat. And he really pushed to have Figaro in as many scenes as possible. Then he replaced Minnie's pet, Pekingese Fifi, with Figaro as her official pet, which I had never heard of Fifi before.
0: I don't think I have either, but fun fact, when I was little, my very first cat that I ever had was named Figaro because of no cue. Yeah,
1: makes sense. Yep. So, second on our trivia list, Jiminy Cricket's outfit was inspired by the logo of Johnny Walker Scotch Whiskey.
0: Proving that inspiration (laughs) can literally come from anywhere.
1: Yes, it can. It does make me wonder a little bit about those animators, but like you said, inspiration from anywhere. So, (laughs) there you go. Uh, Speaking of Jiminy, this really surprised me when I read it. He was not added into the story of Pinocchio until nine months into the production of the movie.
0: That is crazy because he steals the show for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Pinocchio became the first animated feature film to win a competitive Oscar. So we talked about with Snow White how it was nominated for Mm -hmm. its music. It got an honorary award, but, uh, but it didn't win in any of the competitive categories. So Pinocchio... Won two Academy Awards for both Best Original Score, that's its music, and Best Original Song, When You Wish Upon a Star. As it should. Yeah, no no huge surprise there. Right. Uh, so that song was such a hit that it's now become the official Disney song.
0: Yeah, yeah. you can't go to Disney without hearing When You Wish Upon a Star somewhere.
1: Exactly. And finally, it's considered by the American Film Institute as one of the top 10 American animated films of all time. Interesting. And now, a history lesson. Hooray! All right, so kind of like I said with the trivia, I had never really looked into what was going on at the time that Pinocchio was made. In fact... Until starting up this podcast, I didn't even realize, I think, that it was the second one in the Mm -hmm. in the lineup. So this was really interesting for me to dig into a little bit. So while Walt Disney and team were still working on Snow White, there was this Disney animator named Norman Ferguson. And one day he brought an English translation of an Italian children's novel for Walt to read. Well, that novel was The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi, and it had been published in 1883. And this was a little wild for me to find out, but it's still the second most translated book in the world. It's available in over 300 languages. Kind
0: of makes me want to read it. And as a homeschool family,
1: we probably will. Probably will. Yeah. (laughs) So speaking of reading it, after he read it, Walt immediately decided he had to adapt it into a film. So sounds like it must be pretty good. Yeah. So Pinocchio was actually supposed to be the third film in the lineup, and it was supposed to be coming after Bambi, which had been planned next. But Bambi was going to require a lot more production time. So they decided to bump Pinocchio up in the order. And then Pinocchio premiered on February 7th, 1940 in New York, and it actually was not a huge box office success when it first came out. In fact, it wouldn't be for another five years before it started to turn some profit. So now that we know a bit of the background for the movie, Let's get into personal history with the movie. So Krista, when did you first see Pinocchio?
0: Again, I was a little girl on a VHS tape at my house. <laughs> 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 it's pretty much how I got introduced to most of Story you know, of Your Life. The early, you know, Disney movies and the animated canon for sure. And like I said, I had a cat named Figaro, so Figaro at least was a hit. And I love Jiminy Cricket for sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, as far as I was concerned, again, this was not one I grew up watching at all. I remember seeing little snippets of it when I was younger, but never actually sitting watching it from beginning all the way to the end. So here again is where I have to give another shout out to my sister, Laura, because really the first time I watched Pinocchio all the way through was when we were on vacation one time visiting uh, my uncle when he was still living in Florida. And... Again, Disney Vault. Uh, Pinocchio mm-hmm. had just come out of the vault. They had a copy at their house. And I swear she watched that movie like twice a day the week that we stayed there.
0: That is funny. Yeah. That would not be my personal choice to watch <laughs> multiple times a day. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, she'd never seen it before. And, Got and it. yeah, I mean, technically, I had really never seen it before yeah. up to that point. But, um, but yeah, you know, how would you rank it, I guess, in terms of your affection for it? Where does it kind of sit in the order of things?
0: Not very high. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I feel like it's iconic for When You Wish Upon a Star. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like that song is iconic and I do love that song and a lot of the other music. Is the movie overall, though, one of my favorites? No, I think it's really good. It's just not one that I'm like, oh, man, I really want to sit down and watch Pinocchio. Like, it's just not one that I feel like I have a strong emotional connection to that I want to watch over and over again. I think it's a must see for any Disney fan. um, And I think it's a good story. And I think it's an important story. It's just not one of my favorites.
1: Same. It's it's a good movie. People should watch it. But I would say exactly the same thing that you yeah. did it's not one of my absolute favorites but it is one of those that if for no other reason than disney tradition you should take the time to watch it and there are some pretty cool things yeah, about there's it
0: there's some fun scenes and
1: yeah yeah good but, things, but but yeah it's not one that we will be pulling you know up on the tv screen every other week for
0: sure <laughs> lights
1: camera action, action. All right, it is movie discussion time for Pinocchio. So let's start off like we normally do, talking about some of our favorite things from this movie. So Krista, what sticks out to you the most? I guess what's your you know favorite scene or character song?
0: Well, my favorite character, Jiminy Cricket, as I said earlier, steals the show for me. I love Jiminy so much and I actually had forgotten that Jiminy didn't wear that outfit like he didn't have his like top hat and everything so that transformation in the beginning kind of like what the blue fairy does like rags to riches kind of in a sense of transforming him into this like fancy Jiminy cricket was one of my favorite scenes from the movie because it was something I had forgotten. Yeah. And we have, you know, I love the song um, When You Wish Upon a Star. It is definitely iconic. We have yet another song about whistling, and I can't whistle, but it is a catchy song. Give a little whistle. You can But I think the one that sticks out the most to me is I've Got No Strings. That song gets Mm -hmm. stuck in my head, and that's probably my second favorite scene of the movie. I just think that's a really fun scene for Pinocchio, um, even though (laughs) it's kind of veiled in something not so fun for him that he has to learn the hard way. But I just think it's a fun scene, like the dancing of it, and then him singing. It's just a catchy song yeah Yeah. it's
1: a classic scene for sure so and yes we have Kai joining us again today so MJ
0: who's asleep
1: yes (laughs) so so Kai how about you favorite scene or favorite character in Pinocchio
2: my favorite character is Monstro Monstro (laughs) Monstro the the whale whale. why is he your favorite character because he's a whale and Monstro doesn't get that much attention like They always think of him, like, as mean, not nice, so I chose him. Okay, well, that's very kind-hearted
0: of you.
1: It is.
2: Thank you, Mother. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome.
1: Any Any favorite mm-hmm. scenes in the movie? If Monstro is your favorite character.
2: My favorite is when they got eight. <laughs> you so, like had to they're... figure out how to get out.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that makes sense because you are quite the problem solver in the family. Yes. And like when we were watching the movie, your wheels were turning about how like, they could get out of there. how are they going
1: to get out here? So, yeah, So that's were... good. So for me, this is where I'm going to show my movie nerdiness <laughs> a bit but one of my favorite scenes was actually the beginning of the scene when Pinocchio is supposed to go to school. There's just this really beautiful animation happening in that scene where the camera feels like it's panning through the town and you see everyone waking up and coming out into the street. And I don't know, just something about the details of that scene really stood out to me. For just the care that the animators put into creating it. So, I know that's nerdy. Yes.
0: Only you would notice something like that, but it is cool.
1: Yeah. And then, favorite character, kind of like you said, Krista, I mean, Jiminy Cricket, how can he not Mm -hmm. be your favorite character? He just brings, you know, so much personality to the story and. I remember actually reading while doing the research on the history for the movie that some people actually consider Jiminy the main character of Pinocchio because I could see that. it's just a, as much about his journey and his transformation as it is Pinocchio's. So, yeah. I think that's really interesting. But yeah, let's let's talk about is there anything in this movie that maybe surprised you or parts that you don't like? We'll start with you, Krista.
0: I think watching it as an adult What surprised me the most was this is a kind of a darker movie. There's not a resolution for everyone. And so I think what surprises me, especially in the scene where they take the boys to Pleasure Island and some of them start turning into donkeys, like, that's a rough scene because we see that Jiminy helps Pinocchio to escape and Pinocchio gets saved. But we don't ever... Know or see what happens to all those other boys, and so that really took me by surprise that there wasn't a resolution for them. And so, I think that was the biggest thing that stood out to me, yeah, especially as an adult and as a mom now. <laughs> like, I want to know what happened to those kids,
1: it's alarming for yeah. sure. Um, Kai, how about you? Anything about this movie you didn't like or surprised you? The boys, were,
0: you? The yeah, boys the were taken, the boys were taken, yeah, yeah yeah, that is same a thing. Scary.
1: yeah, yeah, that did bother you. We could tell that that part bothered yeah. you a bit,
0: and it should. Yeah it's it's not good. That's why we have to have conversations about who to trust, right? That's right, Micah. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Being safe, being wise about who you're around. Keeping
0: your
2: thingy conscience. Yes, Yes, letting your conscience conscience be your guide. That's the whole
1: theme of the movie, isn't it?
2: Conscience.
1: And then the only other thing I would tag onto that for parents, uh, again, we are Mm -hmm. a, a family friendly show here, so I'm not going to actually go into detail on it. But if you haven't watched this movie in a long time, you might want to be aware that there is a word used in it that's an old school word for donkey and I'm just gonna leave it at that you just may want to be aware of that before you sit down and watch it and then that take you by surprise that it's in the movie because it is an older movie so that's right yeah so that might surprise you if you're not ready for it okay so how about other things that maybe we noticed
0: I loved one thing that I noticed that I I don't know why this detail, I loved it so much, but I loved that Jiminy shortened Pinocchio's name. He gave him a nickname. He called him Pinocchio. Yeah. And he says that multiple <laughs> times, like, come on, Pinocchio. Um, and I just, I don't know. I think because he's his conscience, and it's just a cute detail, and Micah agrees with me, yeah. I think. Um. I think it's just a cute detail that, like, It goes to show Jiminy's humbleness um, and that he really does care about Pinocchio enough to, like, not be formal with him.
1: Yeah. I just thought that was so cute. Yeah, there's something about nicknames. Yeah. They're just fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Kai, how about you? Is there any detail that you noticed that stood out?
2: I noticed that Figaro, um, what's his owner's name again? Geppetto. Geppetto. Um, Figaro, um, it is... Minnie's cat. Too. Exactly, yeah. you did point that out when we were watching
0: the movie. So
1: yeah, so Kai, we uh, we were talking about how Walt Disney loved mm-hmm. Figaro so much in Pinocchio that he gave Figaro to Minnie as her pet. That's how much. So he, that's why you yep,
0: see. That's why you Figaro see Figaro come up. back.
1: Yep. So
0: the it, return of Figaro. The return. <laughs> that would be a great short. The return that would be. of Figaro.
1: Yeah, so I'm glad you noticed that. Uh, For me, one of the things that I noticed, and, and Kai, you noticed this too, we had to back it up at the very beginning of the movie, but in the opening shot where we first meet Jiminy Cricket and he starts telling the story of Pinocchio, he's standing in front of the book Pinocchio, right? And there's a couple books behind him on the shelf. One of them is... Alice in Wonderland.
2: Peter Pan. The
1: other one is Peter Pan. Yeah. So what was really cool was this was a nod to the fact that Walt Disney already knew he wanted to make Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan into movies, even though that wouldn't happen for a long time later. So that was a little nod kind of letting people know that those were two other stories that he really loved and wanted to make. And then you kind of mentioned this, Krista, but for the second movie in a row, we have a movie that mentions whistling in a song.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we also didn't point out in Snow White, but since we're talking about Jiminy, there is um, Sneezy says in Snow White, at one point he says, Jiminy Cricket. That's
1: right. And I
0: love that it was a little nod to... um,
1: Yeah, a little foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah, Kind of setting setting things up a little bit for Jiminy Cricket we know and love. That's (laughs) right. Getting ready
2: for it.
1: Yep. All right. So we are going to pretend that we are in the movie, that we are a part of Pinocchio's world. So a big part of the plot, of course, is that a cricket, Jiminy Cricket, becomes Pinocchio's conscience, is gonna help him learn right from wrong, help him become wiser. So Krista, the question is, what insect would you want to have as your conscience?
0: Well, I think one of the only insects I am not afraid of are ladybugs. (laughs) So I would have a ladybug as my conscience, but not Francis from Bugs Life. No offense, Francis, but I would just like regular ladybugs. He's
1: got a bit of a temper. He does.
0: I, I need somebody a little more. A little more even to uh, balance out my already passionate self. So, ladybug would be the insect that I would choose to be my conscience. What about you, Kai? I
1: say, Kai, unlike your mom, you do like insects. You do. So, what insect would you have as your
2: conscience? This may be shocking for you, Dad, Uh but I would choose a butterfly. A butterfly? Why a Why a butterfly? Because they're wise
0: bugs. They're wise. What yes. makes a butterfly wise?
2: Because they, like, learn how to do things really fast, just like other, just like some things. Like, some animals, they, like, take learning. Mm-hmm. But, like, for butterflies, they just, like, like, immediately they're just ready to fly. They're, and they just, like, know what to do already? Yeah. It's like, just in instinct, yeah, right? Yeah, just they're, like, born born to be right.
1: Well, and butterflies go through a transformation, which yeah. is a big part of the storyline of Pinocchio, yeah. right? He goes through a transformation, so that makes sense. I like that answer. Um, if I picked an insect, it would be a roly-poly.
0: What? That's what I was going to answer for MJ. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, he is rolling around more Yeah, oh, yeah. I, love that. I Just roly-polies, again, I'm not a huge insect fan, but I remember loving playing with roly-polies when I was little... They're easy to carry around. They're durable. So I just feel like that would be a good one to have as a conscience. But yeah, so roly-poly. All right. Second question. If you were going to wish for an inanimate object to come to life, what would it be?
0: Ooh, that's so good. I would say for me, it would be an umbrella. Only because I always wanted a talking umbrella like mary poppins has and i would love to fly like she does on her umbrella so i'm gonna go with umbrella
1: okay fair enough kai Kai, how about you i would
2: want my toys to come to life oh wow just like toy story yep that (laughs) sounds exactly right (laughs) i love that
0: that's a good answer
2: and and our toys do come to life so what comes to life in our house in November? Our dinosaur toys. Yeah, yeah. we have Dinovember happens. Every mm-hmm. November, those yeah. dinosaurs. It's the strangest yours. thing
1: in our house. Every November are the dinosaurs come to life. So you kind of get your wish every you November. You you yeah. Yep. So for me, if I had to pick an inanimate object to come to life, it would be my shoes. Because <laughs> 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 what? Okay, no, shoes. hear me out here, okay? I waste so much time trying to find my shoes, so if they came to life, I could just call for them to come to me and no more wasted time lacing them up. They could just lace themselves up once I get them on my feet. I just, I feel like that makes a lot of sense. It's very practical. All
0: right, fair enough.
1: Now, as a little teaser for our next episode, we know what inanimate object Mickey would bring to life, don't we?
0: A broomstick. A broom, Which means next episode, we're talking about... Fantasia! There it is. We're talking about (laughs) Fantasia next episode, so there's something to look forward to. Dun-dun-dun! Let's go to the parks.
1: Okay, so I have to admit, Pinocchio is not the first movie that comes to my mind when I think about the Disney parks, so please share your expertise Where can people experience Pinocchio when they are visiting Disney?
0: Yeah, so I will say you will get to experience Pinocchio for sure. But is it as prevalent as a lot of the other Disney movies? No, I think you get the most connections to this movie at Disneyland, the OG park, which makes sense. So we're going to start there at Disneyland Resort. Um, There you can find the ride Pinocchio's Daring Journey. This is in Fantasyland at Magic Kingdom at Disneyland. You actually get in a woodcarver's cart and you see a lot of the iconic scenes from Pinocchio, including Monstro himself. So this ride has no ride restrictions. So it's another fun one for the whole family. Also, the storybook Land Canal Boats, I mentioned this in the Snow White episode. This, you actually get to ride through the mouth of Monstro the Whale as you journey through the miniature villages inspired by several Disney movies. I think this is something everybody has to do at Disneyland because seeing Monstro, like, that's a huge iconic spots at the Disneyland Resort. So definitely hop on Storybook Land Canal, go through Monstro. You'll also see the Alpine Village from Pinocchio in this ride. And it's just kind of a fun little way to see the park. Then also you will see it at, on It's a Small World. One thing I like about Small World at Disneyland is number one, it's the OG Small World, but also they weave in characters from the Disney movies into the different countries. So you can spot different characters throughout the ride on Small World at Disneyland. So you will get a glimpse of Pinocchio as you sail through the Italy area. And then moving over to Walt Disney World Resort, there is Pinocchio Village House. Um, this is an Italian-style restaurant inspired by Pinocchio in Fantasyland. It's right next door to Small Worlds at in Magic Kingdom. Um, And in fact, you can get some views of Small World inside the restaurant. And then you might see some sightings of Pinocchio along with Geppetto and Jiminy. You might see them in parades and things like that. Um, You can meet Geppetto at Disneyland. And then a fun fact is when when I was a little girl at Walt Disney World, there's a picture. Maybe I can track it down from one of my trips where I actually got to meet Honest John at Disney World one time. He's not there anymore, but it would be really cool to see him again. And then last but not least, you know, I'm going to bring it up. And actually, this is not last because I had to throw one other thing in there. Fantasmic. I mentioned this in the first episode with Snow White. You're going to hear me mention it again. But you get to see Monstro show up in Fantasmic. And I'm not going to tell you why or how, because once again, you need to see it for yourself. And then this show has a special place in my heart. It actually is not running anymore, but it was I believe one of the longest running fireworks show at Magic Kingdom, and I have to give it a shout out and I have to give it a mention even though it's not running anymore because the the show was called Wishes and it was based on the song when you wish upon a star. You can find it on YouTube and I actually made my whole family sit down and watch it because
1: literally today. Literally today <laughs>
0: because to me if you are a Disney fan or you are someone who grew up going to the parks, likelihood is you remember this fireworks show. This was like the iconic fireworks show in front of the in front of Cinderella's castle at Magic Kingdom. I love the show so much because this was the show that I grew up watching as a little girl and I love the music and it's again, you hear Jiminy Cricket, you hear the Blue Fairy and just the theme that comes up so many times in many of the animated Disney movies about wishing and making your wishes and your dreams come true. I just love it. If they ever announce that they're like bringing it back from one night for one night, I will legit buy an airplane ticket and go see it just because it's so good so i just had to give that a shout out even though that's not running anymore i just feel like we can't do this show and not mention that park connection
1: yeah but even though that show isn't happening anymore i mean even the current shows that they do on the castles you can still spot jiminy and yeah Yeah. you know when you wish upon a star again it's the it's the official disney song so it does sometimes still feature in the shows Mm -hmm. that are available to watch
0: yeah time for a dad tip
1: this dad tip is about tips before you go on any trip, make sure you take along some cash money bills in lower denominations like $5 so you can tip baggage handlers, shuttle drivers, valleys, etc. All of those good people while you are on your trip. No one likes a Scrooge. Well, unless it's Scrooge McDuck, of course. That's a wrap on Pinocchio. Hope you enjoyed it with no strings attached.
0: And we hope you'll join in next time when we discuss Fantasia, which gave the world one of Mickey's most iconic looks. Make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss it. And if you're having fun with us, tell a friend so they can have fun too. See you once upon another time. Magical Movie Marathon is a production of Wardrobe Media in partnership with Spoonful of Jordan. It is produced, edited, and hosted by Krista and Jonathan Jordan. Krista is an authorized travel agent for Share the Magic Travel, LLC. You can contact her through the link in our show notes or by visiting spoonfulofjordan.com travel. Jonathan is married to her. Magical Movie Marathon Podcast is not affiliated, sponsored, or endorsed by the Walt Disney Corporation
1: or its subsidiaries. Nor
0: NBC Universal
1: or its subsidiaries. Nor
0: Warner Brothers. Or
1: its subsidiaries. The
0: views expressed are solely those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions, standards, views, or policies of the aforementioned corporations.
1: Or their subsidiaries.
0: Any mention of Disney, NBC Universal, or Warner Brothers properties, intellectual and otherwise, is strictly for informational and educational educational purposes only.